0: everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Welcome to the podcast. Today is Friday, January 10th. This is episode number 870. It's Meet My Friend Friday. And I have a brand new friend to you on the show today. My friend Patrick Schwenk is here with me today. And we're going to talk about a brand new book that they have out about discipling children called Faith Forward Family Devotion. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. Thanks for tuning in today, everybody. Couple things before I introduce Patrick to you that are coming up on my calendar. I want you guys to know about. First of all, we are right in the middle of the Mom Strong International Bible study called Recalibrate. This is a great time for you to jump into God's Word every day with your children. The scripture writing challenge is there. The copy work is available for you and you can download that today. It's never too late to jump into a Bible study. Someone said to me the other day, "Oh, it's the it's the 5th of January. I missed when you guys started." Uh, no, you didn't. We can start anytime, so you can jump in today momstronginternational.com. My women's conference, Faith That Speaks, is coming up in Lakeland, Florida on February 21st and 22nd. And uh, my wonderful friend, Elizabeth Johnston, some of you guys will know her as the activist mommy. She is gonna be joining me this year out on the road and she will be in Lakeland to encourage you off the bench and onto the battlefield. God has a a plan and a purpose for your life and he wants your faith to speak. And so I hope you guys will join us February 21st and 22nd. Registration for that is opening uh, right now. So hop on over to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash events and you can find out more about it. Jay and I are right now wrapping up our marriage cruise. We've been cruising since the 4th of January with our friends at the Florida Parent Educators Association and there'll be information on their next cruise coming up. So if you missed it, this year and you want to go next year, now's the time to be looking into that. The 24th and 25th, I'll be in Texas for the uh, Texas Homeschool Coalition Moms Winter Summit. I'll be in Frisco, Texas. And the weekend after that, I'll be in Houston getting my Southern drawl on. So y'all come out to hear me speak. And I cannot wait to see you. More information at HeidiStJohn.com. Forward slash events. All right. Without further ado, I want to introduce my friend Patrick Schwenk to you. Patrick and his wife, Ruth. So, you guys are going to know Ruth because I've talked about her before and she's been on the podcast. And Ruth and Patrick have been in ministry for a long time. They married for 21 years. They have four kids, ages 17 to 10. And they're also a homeschooling family. And they have a brand new book coming out called Faith Forward Family Devotional. And it's been written for families with kids of all ages. And they're going to take you through the entire Bible in a hundred devotions. And I'm so excited because these guys have, they share the same vision that my husband and I do, which is to see families grow strong in their walk with the Lord. So Patrick, welcome to the podcast.
1: Hi, Heidi. Thank you so much. It's good to be on with you today.
0: You guys have been busy writing a book, writing a devotional. This is no joke. And (laughs) you're not only doing that, you've got a couple of websites that you manage, right?
1: We do. Yeah, we've been busy writing this book. We have another book coming out in September. And uh, we also, um, as you know, uh, Ruth uh, is uh, the the creator of TheBetterMom.com. We also run ForTheFamily.org. And so a lot going on, a lot of good things. We're we're excited about what God is doing and just appreciate uh, your ministry and uh, excited to be talking. Uh, just more about what what God's uh, vision is for the family.
0: Yeah, and I don't think there's ever been a more important time than there is right now because we see so much of the family under attack. And uh, years ago, uh, when I was probably 14 years ago, I did uh, a radio broadcast with Dr. Dobson and he said to me, he asked me what my plans were. And at that time I was seven months pregnant with our sixth child. And I was like, my plan is to survive the pregnancy and the newborn (laughs) phase. And he said, well, if you guys ever decide to continue in full-time ministry, please focus on families. He said, families are going to be under attack in the next 20 years like we have never seen before. And if that was so prophetic because we're definitely seeing that now and we're seeing it in every aspect of the culture. And you guys have a heart to really see families strengthened uh, in every aspect. So from the role of the father to the mother, to the marriage, to discipling children and devotionals are no small thing to write. People go, Oh, I love a devotional. But as you and I were just talking about, you gotta, you gotta have some (laughs) spot to write, (laughs) to write a devotional that parents can have on their nightstands. And, um, and I want to know why you think that, because I'm in the middle of writing a 365 devotional right now, and it's a lot of work. And I want to know what, what made you go, hey, I think I'll dive into this project
1: yeah well, you're exactly right, I mean write, writing a devotional is, is it feels a lot like running a marathon and and uh, you know, I, I would just back up and say you're exactly right I mean I think the, the day and time that we're living in you know the family is really facing some unique challenges and yet it's an old story isn't it i I think when you first open the bible um you see the story of creation and god creating a man and a woman and bringing them together and declaring that they are made in his image and he tells them to be fruitful and multiply and and he gives that command to build a family and yet it's it's the very first thing that that's attacked um in the garden and uh the our, our enemy comes after a marriage he comes after the family and so in many ways there are unique challenges that we're facing in in our day and time and yet it's also it's an old story um and and so the family's been under attack for a long long time and i think when we read the scriptures um you know god loves the family Uh, he he loves um the, the family and he really sees it as one of the primary vehicles for passing on faith and so I think Ruth and I, you know, probably at least 15 years ago, uh, really began sensing God's calling to to not only build a family of our own, but also to invest in other families. And we were young at that time. I think our our oldest uh, child at the time was two. I think Tyler was um, he's 17 now. And Mm -hmm. so we really just uh, really felt like God calling us to to not only build into our own family but also build into other families. And so, you know, just several years ago, uh, we began talking about the idea of writing a family devotional. How do we help families? How do we equip them pass on faith to the next generation? And that was really the motivation behind Faith Forward Family Devotional. We we really believe that that parents want to pass on faith, but oftentimes they feel inadequate, they feel ill-equipped. And so uh, we wanted to create a resource that would really kind of take some of the fear out of passing on faith. To the next generation.
0: I love that. So, what's the format? Because I, I, I talk to parents all the time who feel like just exactly what you're saying. They feel overwhelmed. They don't feel equipped. And so, give uh, listeners a little bit of an idea of what they can expect for Faith Forward Family.
1: Yeah, so so Faith Forward Family Devotional, as you said in the intro, is a hundred devotions, and it really starts in Genesis and ends in Revelation. So it takes a family through the entire Bible in a hundred stories. And each devotional uh has a key verse or or several key verses. It has a short devotion for the whole family, and then it also has a key idea and then some discussion questions that are geared for Various ages and then it it closes with a family prayer. And so it's it's really the kind of devotional that that any family a busy family can do And so we really had a heart to write a resource that would appeal to families with kids of all ages Um, Probably like a lot of your listeners, you know when our kids were young We did the children's Bibles and and then as they moved into other, you know, sort of age brackets We did, uh, you know resources or studies that were more geared towards that age and so we really wanted to create a resource that really aimed at, at reaching the whole family. So whether you have a an eight-year-old or a 17-year-old, there would be something for that child or for those children. And so we just love the idea of bringing the whole family together, creating those rhythms in a home where the whole family can be together and open God's word together. And, and so that's really sort of the idea behind Faith Forward Family Devotional and, and sort of the basic concept that somebody would find or format in each of those devotions. I love
0: that you say, I love that you use the word rhythm. Something that we've been talking about in our family lately is this idea of a liturgy, like the rhythms, what we believe in our homes, what are the habits that our hearts are shaped by? How are the loves of our life shaped by our habits, which really are liturgies, right? They're the things that we believe that sort of shape us. And I know that uh, this is really important to you guys and when we talk about the habits that we get into, a lot of times we hear from parents, and I, I hear from moms all the time, and they'll say, "My husband's not." the spiritual leader in our home. And I just don't know how to make him be that leader. How can how I make him be that man? And I'm, I'm always like, well, a, how about don't nag him? Let's start there. <laughs> right. <Sure. laughs> um, can you talk to that mom? I'm going to have you maybe first talk to the mom who is listening to this today and she's hearing you, but she, she doesn't hear that same desire to lead her family spiritually from her husband. What, how can you encourage her?
1: You know, I, I always think of that that classic example from the New Testament of of Paul and Timothy. You know, I think most scholars would would say, and it seems that the New Testament would suggest that Timothy came from a home just like what you're describing. Um, yeah, I think most would say that that Timothy came from a home where his mom was a, a, a Jewish believer. She you know had grown up Jewish but became a follower of Jesus, and yet Timothy's father was Greek, and and the scriptures would suggest that he wasn't a believer. And so there's that dynamic um, that existed in in young Timothy. And so you see when, when Paul is writing to young Timothy, uh, who was pastoring in the city of Ephesus, he, he's encouraging him about the faith that lived in him and was passed on to him from his mom, but also his grandmother. And mm-hmm. so I love that example in scripture. And I think it's a reminder to that that mom that you just described that That even if your husband isn't like-minded, even if he doesn't share that same spiritual hunger or vision or value, um, God can use you right where you're at. And so I would encourage the mom listening to just continue being faithful, to create those rhythms with or without your husband, and God can use you to influence your son or your daughter in the same way that that Timothy's mom and grandmother did in his life, and of course Paul would come along, and and complement that or support that and be like a spiritual father to Timothy. But I think uh, exactly what you described is demonstrated in the life of Timothy.
0: I think that's so encouraging to hear. Right we we hear sometimes about Eunice about his grandmother, and my my grandmother's name was Eunice too. My parents divorced when I was in my teens, and. I'll tell you what the influence that my grandmother had over me because of her consistent prayer because of her desire to see me walk with the Lord it it really did shape my life and I think sometimes mothers they look at what's happening in their families and they they're looking for this picture perfect thing where the dad comes downstairs every day and the birds are singing and gather around and when she when she sees that's not happening she gives up and she becomes frustrated and what I'm hearing you say is don't give up because God's using what your uh, interaction with your children every day, you're the one who God is saying, uh, if your husband's not going to do it, you're going to do it. And and it's going to have an impact on the lives yeah. of your kids.
1: Yep, absolutely. I, I just finished up my doctoral studies at, at Biola University in in discipleship. I wrote my dissertation on on discipleship in the home. And, and what you're describing is is absolutely true and consistent with all of the research out there. Um, I mean, all of the research would suggest that that we as parents... Um, are the primary influencers in in a child's life. And in an ideal world, that's a mom and dad. Uh, In in God's vision, it's a mom and a dad. But but God uses um, a a mom or sometimes it's a dad by himself. And so um, I would absolutely say keep being faithful um, and keep going. Don't be discouraged. Uh, God, God can use you right where you're at.
0: Yeah. It's so important for parents to hear that. And now I'm going to ask you to sort of uh, talk to the men who are listening. Cause I know that there are a lot of guys listening to this right now and the Holy Spirit, like they can feel it. They're like, they know that they're not, they're not leading their family spiritually. They know that they haven't you know cracked open the Bible with their family in a hundred years. And maybe they feel like, well, it's too late. You know, why bother now? We've, we're in this rhythm now. It's not going to make any difference. Um, and maybe he doesn't have a wife that's longing, but I bet, you know, I have this theory. Jay and I have been married for a long time. I know you guys have been married for a long time also. And, and so one of our favorite things to talk about, Jay and I, is marriage. We love to talk about our marriage and sometimes, you know, other people's marriages. <laughs> <laughs> but we're, we're, we love that what God does through marriage. And one of the things that we've observed over time is that the principles in God's word are absolutely have borne out in our lives, whether we, sometimes we obey them and sometimes we don't, hopefully we do most of the time, but I have observed in my own life. And I, I see this in the women that I counsel and talk to you around the nation. I think women are born responders. They're born to respond to the loving leadership of their husbands and i'm I'm wondering if you've observed that too and can you talk to the husband who has forgotten that his wife longs for and needs that leadership in her home this is how God has created us to interact as husbands and wives
1: yeah I mean I, I would absolutely agree I mean again I think when you when you open up the scriptures and you look at Genesis one Genesis 2 Genesis three I mean clearly God um, calls man to a a level of spiritual responsibility leadership whatever you want to call that um, god commands adam to to love and to lead in such a way that that he's uh, representing god he's he's um protecting his wife um and so i, I think you see that in the pattern of creation um, and we're living in a day and time where, um, you know, that idea is, is being challenged or, or questioned. And I, I really do think that, that God calls a man in the home to, to lead in a particular way, to lay down his life in the same way that Christ mm-hmm. loved the church. And there is nothing more important for a man. Uh, I wrote a blog post years ago called Be Ambitious, But Be Ambitious at Home. And mm. I, I think there are so many men who are ambitious in the workplace, and they they see their primary responsibility is, is going out and providing financially. And I would say all of that is good. It's it's necessary. It's important. But don't miss the, the, the greater calling is to be ambitious at home, to be a spiritual leader, and influencer uh, for your family, um, that that is the most important thing you, you could possibly give your life to is helping your kids grow up to love Jesus and to follow him someday.
0: Yeah, that's right. And developing those habits, those liturgies that will shape not only our hearts, but they shape an entire family. So when uh, when the dad's listening to this or a couple and they're going, yeah, I really want to get into that. They realize that they want to, because we're in a brand new year. This is a great time to make a change it's a great time to say you know what we we want to see our family stronger in the Lord and to know His word and to recognize that in our home we value the study of God's word and we value getting to know the Lord and to, and each other and I yet I'm hearing because i i you know you and I have both been there all the obstacles all the things that are in the way of us trying to do that every day. And the excuses that we make, can you talk to that family and and sort of give them some encouragement as to how they can start to create those habits of getting in the word? And uh, I love the Faith Forward Family Devotional because it's a a practical tool to help them, but they also have to be willing to set the time aside. So what does that look like?
1: Yeah, I mean, I would, I, th- I guess, encourage any family, you know, first of all, to start small. Yeah, I would assume that that those listening to the podcast are probably in all different places when it comes to family devotions. Maybe some of you that are listening are doing devotions, you know, already, and it's it's a regular habit or rhythm uh, that is that is in your home. And there's probably others that that maybe are not doing them at all. And so, I guess, I would encourage listeners to to first and foremost start small if you're not doing family devotions or you don't have some of those rhythms at all then then start small and maybe that looks like a, a family for the first time just saying you know we're going to we're going to start doing family devotions 3 times a week we're not going to dive in and say we're going to do it 7 times but we're going to start three times a week and we're going to gather maybe just before the kids go to bed. And we're going to open up a resource like Faith Forward Family Devotional or another resource that we feel like is more appropriate to our family. And we're going to set that as a priority as we go into a new year. And that's something that we're going to to begin doing as, as a family. And so I would encourage families to start small. And I would say be, be consistent um, as much as you can. I, I'm a firm believer that, that kids need structure. They, they love structure. Uh, they need freedom and structure. And so I think any Time we can sort of create that structure with consistent rhythms um, is a positive thing when it comes to shaping our, our kids' hearts. And then I think the third thing that that comes to mind is be realistic. Um, mm. I think that there's the reality is that that you know life, life happens, and um, and I think we need to be realistic about maybe the season of life we're in. I think parents make make one of two mistakes that they, they can. Uh, sort of say, well, well, none of it is up to us. God's going to save my kids, and he does all of the work. Um, or they err on the other side, and they say it's all up to us, and they become very legalistic, and a home becomes very rigid. And I think that the biblical view is somewhere in between, that that God does use us, and he does command us to to live and love and lead in a certain way, and yet it is God's grace that that will save our kids in the same way that his grace saved us by faith. And so I think we need to be realistic with, with ourselves, with what God has called us to, and sometimes just to give ourselves a, a little bit of grace that ultimately this is God's work. And he's the one that that has the power to save our kids, to shape our kids. And we want to be faithful to the calling that he's, that he, that he has for us as a family, but we also want to trust in, in his saving work in Christ.
0: Yeah, I love that because I can hear the shackles come off and I think it's easy you know, I've, I've gone through seasons in my parenting, you know, when our 28 year old was uh, probably 11, 12, 13, and we were, you know, really getting into homeschooling. And I started thinking maybe, maybe homeschooling is the thing, you know, maybe if we just homeschool our kids, they'll walk with the Lord. And, and I, I had a season where I became very legalistic and sucked the joy right out of it, right? Suck the joy right out of family devotions. We took the joy out of, out of education. And I remember my husband and I going out to breakfast one morning and, And him just saying to me, Heidi, this isn't on you. This is on the Lord working with you and working with me. And there was such freedom in it. And I so appreciate your heart to remind people that, you know, homeschooling is not the answer, devotions every day is not the answer. The answer is, teaching our children by example first what it looks like to walk humbly with the Lord
1: yeah, and yeah. to
0: go to him in every situation and i i think it's so freeing you guys have had a pre, you've walked through some pretty deep water i know you and i were talking about uh right before the show that in 2018 you were diagnosed with a blood cancer and i can imagine that that has impacted uh the way that you wrote you know i was writing prayers for the battlefield when my nephew was almost killed in an accident and it it changed the direction of the book I was writing because I, you, you can't help it. And you guys have gone through this, you know, this really deep water and you're coming out, praise the Lord on the other side of it. But I'm curious how that affected your, your family uh, devotional time. <laughs> Did it make yeah. it, you know, more difficult? Was it more necessary? Were you like, forget this thing? I mean, uh, how do you walk through deep water and still maintain that walk with the Lord with your family?
1: Yeah. I mean, like you said, I mean, I, I was, I was diagnosed, um, on January 17th, 2018, and that, that just, you know, rocked our world. I think anybody that, that, you know, hears, tragic news, if it's the loss of a loved one, or they hear that, you know, the C word, they hear cancer, it, it immediately stops your world, you feel like you've been punched in the gut, there's a million and one things that run through your head, and yet nothing at all, at the same time. And so I think for us, you know, over the last two years, as I've gone through treatment, and, you know, by God's grace, the cancer is now in remission, you know, we look back, and we just realize that that yeah family discipleship looks so different i mean before cancer we were much more consistent in terms of sitting down and and doing family devotions together and having those regular conversations and yet i think over the last 2 years family discipleship has looked very different that there were many not just days but but weeks and months where um you know i was i was too physically ill to do anything and so i think family discipleship It really is that combination of of learning, of listening, of watching, of doing. And so our family discipleship over the last two years looked very different. I I remember calling my, my oldest sister, um, shortly after I was diagnosed. And, um, she said to me, and it did, she meant it as an encouragement. It didn't sound like an encouragement at the, at the time, but (laughs) she said to me, she said, Pat, you're, she said, for, for 20 years or almost 20 years, you've been preaching and teaching. And she said, all eyes are upon you. I thought, well, that's, mm. that's not very, that's not wah, very, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but after I thought about that for a couple moments and before I went into the house, um, I, you know, got the news while I was uh, on my way, way home in, in the car. But before I went into the house, I really thought about that. I thought, you know what? We have a, an incredible opportunity as I do as a father, as a husband, um, we do as a couple to model for us uh, before our kids' very eyes what it looks like to walk with God, to trust God, um, and to be obedient to Him even in our darkest season. And and so I think regardless of the season you're in, um, family discipleship will likely look and feel a little bit differently. But it really is that combination of learning, listening, watching, but also doing.
0: Mm, it's so powerful and it really does shape you. And I know that there are a lot of people who are walking through deep water right now and their desire is to walk with the Lord. And I think what you're doing just in walking through this, you know, for everyone to see and bearing, you know, this making the, the struggle public. You know, I, I know that when, uh, when my nephew was almost killed at, we, we made a very conscious decision to make our struggle public, partly to ask yeah. for prayer and partly because we knew we may not get another chance, you know, to say, listen, this world isn't all there is like this, this, no, we're just passing through. I mean, every day that goes by, I'm, I'm a little happier that I'm not going to stay here. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and and it it's amazing what it does. And it, I think it encourages us to say, okay, we're, we really are only here for a little while. And God says, I've already ordained your days for you. You're, you're, I've already numbered them. And so it. I don't know what it, I feel like for me, and as I'm sort of watching you and have been watching Ruth uh, walking through this with you, it has really encouraged me and bolstered my desire to pass on my faith to my children in the time that God has given me. Has it kind of had the same yeah, effect on you?
1: It, it really has. I've thought a lot about, you know, just Jesus's time with his disciples and and that that tension that we all feel of of, you know, there is sort of this sense of urgency to, to teach our kids and to love them and to serve them and to equip them to engage the culture, to live in the world. And yet there's also this reality that that's, that's the spirit of God's work, that, that he's the one who is, is at work in their lives to, to teach them and to train them and to ultimately lead them to saving faith in Jesus. And so I think walking through cancer over the last two years has given me an all new sort of sense of, of urgency to pass on faith and to hopefully equip my kids by God's grace to to walk with God uh, long after uh, I'm gone. And so I think, mm. you know, I was writing Faith Forward Family Devotion. I was telling you before, you know, we started recording this, that I was writing some of this while I was in for my first stem cell transplant. Uh, had my first stem cell transplant in July of, of 2018. And I remember sitting in the hospital bed uh, writing some of these devotions but before I I couldn't any longer. And so this this book in particular is especially um important to me, important to Ruth and I hope that it's a real blessing and encouragement for um for many families that that they would share in that sense of urgency that we only have so much time to be able to influence our kids while they're in our home. And it's such an incredible responsibility, such a great privilege. And so I really do hope that this is one among many resources that that will help a parent do just that.
0: Well, I know that it's going to, and I know that uh, God is already working in, in the work that you have been doing even through walking through cancer and all the work that you've been doing with Ruth over these many years. And I am encouraged just talking to you. So thank you so much uh, for coming on the show. If people wanna find you on the internet, where is the best place for them to do that?
1: But there's a couple of different places they can go to the betterlifeministry.org, which is home to the better um, and also for the family.org. And if they want to follow along uh, with Ruth and I, we, we also are on Instagram. And uh, you can find me at Patrick W. Schwenk on Instagram and Ruth Schwenk on Instagram as
0: well. Right on. If you guys want more information about Ruth and Patrick Schwank and their ministry to families, I will link back to All Things Schwank Family over at the show notes today. You can find that information at HeidiSt dot com forward slash podcast. I want to encourage you to check out their new book, The Faith Forward Family Devotional. I think it's going to be the perfect resource for you guys. I know you're busy and you want to pass on your faith to your children. And this is going to give you all the tools that you need to start that journey and continue on with encouragement. Patrick, thank you so much for coming on the show.
1: Thank you so much. It was a real privilege to talk with you today.
0: If you guys want information about where I will be in the next couple of months, please check out my schedule online, HeidiStJohn.com forward slash events. This is the beginning of a very busy season for me. I'm speaking almost every weekend from now until March because my new little grandbaby Juniper is coming in April and I'm taking the month of April off to be with my daughter. And so hope you guys will come out and see me January through March this year and then I'll hit the road back in uh, May again. I want to thank you guys for listening. Thanks for leaving reviews for the podcast over at iTunes and for reviewing the books at Amazon. We really appreciate your reviews and your encouragement. We love you guys. Have a great weekend and I'll see you back here on Monday. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.